Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Detroit Free Press presents Talkin' Lions, your audio home for all things Honolulu Blue and Silver. Here is your host, Free Press sports writer, Dave Burkett. Dave Burkett here along with Carlos Menares. Uh, Detroit Lions getting ready for their second-to-last home game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Lions, losers of six straight against the Bucs, who've won a couple in a row, Carlos. I, uh, you know, if you would have told me beginning of the season that one of these teams was coming in on a long losing streak and one on a long winning streak, I, I would have thought it would have been the other way around. Yeah, and that, and that one quarterback is playing really well and throwing a lot of touchdowns and, and uh, maybe even some interceptions. I would a have also thought a different yeah. quarterback, too. Yeah, I don't know if Jameis is playing really well. He's putting up big numbers, yeah. but yeah. you know he leads the NFL in interceptions. He leads the NFL in turnovers. So, are you, you know, and if, Pete Schrager not voting for him for not NFL for MVP? MVP? No, okay. no, Stafford right. still has my vote. Um, but no, I, I mean, I think if, if there's a reason to believe that the Lions can maybe snap this losing streak, and I know most of you out there don't want the Lions to, right? Everybody, everybody out there wants the Lions to play for draft position, but the people inside the building they want to win, and the reason to believe they can do that this week is because Jameis is, is so erratic as a quarterback. I mean, he throws a ton of picks. The Lions don't get many as a team. They're tied for last in the NFL, I think, with five interceptions, tied with the Cowboys. But maybe that changes this week. It could, and, and, and you don't... It's always hard to pick the team that, that is on the losing streak, that's cold. Yeah. Excuse me, that... Um, uh, you know, they didn't look great in Minnesota. They did okay. The, the Vikings are playing well. Good at all. Offense wasn't good. You got Blau. Your Marvin Jones is not is out of the you know the picture now in IR. So yeah. A lot of things working against the Lions in this game. You know Scarborough's nicked up. You know so West Hills show baby. West Hills coming at you. West Hills. That's a nice town in California. So <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's hard to pick the Lions, but you know you don't. I, I think even even the most faithful Bucks fan you know who bleeds pewter wouldn't doesn't trust Jameis. No, you, you can't at this point. I mean, you know, even talking to, to Bruce Arians the other day on the, the conference call and saying, what do you say about all these turnovers, you know? And he said, we say stop giving them the damn ball, you know? Like, stop giving them points. That, that He's done it far too often. I think everyone realizes that. And, you know, you said something, though, about it's tough to go against the, the team that's on the streak. That's almost why I picked the Lions in this game. <gasps> was was I didn't pick the Lions at oh, the risk almost. of spoiling my pick. Almost. But okay. I just thought Tampa is not good enough to, to keep winning games. And on the road, no Mike Evans and... You know, I don't know. I mean, I just I don't know that the Lions have enough offense at the end of the day with with David Blau at quarterback, with no Marvin Jones, you know, with with no running back, you know, no running game. Just kind of some of the things going on with their offense to to get it done. Um, but it just gave me pause that that the Bucks have won a couple of games in a row here, and I just don't think they're a very good team. So I don't know that they can keep that streak up either. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like you know, <clears throat> with Jameis, even if he throws a couple of picks, unless they're pick sixes, you know, the Lions going to get the ball back. Who's going to run the ball for them? You know, I mean, who's Blau going to pass to? West uh, Hills, baby. Yeah, that's what it's, it's going to be the West Hills show. So that's the problem is unless you get the ball, you know, and Prater kicks 10 field goals or something like that, it's going to be hard for them to, to put up enough points 
and that's why I think like Jameis can overcome some picks, you know, even if he does turn well, the ball over. Yeah, and and I'll say this about you know David Blau that that first game he did a pretty good job protecting the ball at home. Um, right. Last week, you know, he he did have the the turnovers, but um, you know I think some of those were were situational based too. So if, if Blau takes care of the football, you know, maybe the Lions can hang around enough in this game yeah. to make this this competitive. Maybe even pull out a win and. Um, I guess the the real question though is, do you want to see the Lions win? I mean, you know, at the risk of spoiling a, a top three potential draft pick, maybe getting Chase Young. I mean, think about last year, right? Because I've I've been forced to think about this by everybody on my my Twitter timeline and, and in my email. They beat Green Bay at the end of the season. That caused them to miss out on Josh Allen, who right. is the pass rusher that they desperately need. If they win a game here in these final three. As much as you know, everyone out there in the Lions organization is trying to win. It's going to cost you a pretty good player. Yeah, is it worth it for the Lions to win right now? Um, you know, frankly, I'll, uh, for my own purposes, of course, it's always about us. So uh, I would like to see the Lions win, just to change the narrative for one week, just to just to stop writing about them being on the losing streak and have something else. And and I, you know, even though the locker room has been pretty good, you know, people haven't been angry or upset or whatever. I think uh, on a human level, it'd be nice to see them finally, you know, get off the schneid, get a win, feel a little better going into Christmas. Um, it's not going to mean much other than hurting their draft position, like you said. Um, but I also don't know if is Chase Young like the exact difference maker that's going to change yes. the fortunes of yes, the team is. in one year. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> and what are they now? Six, right? Uh, fourth, fifth, but they're going to be fourth for sure because fourth, there's another okay. uh, Miami yep. and and uh, Washington play. And where's uh, where's Chase going? Three? Second, second. Joe Burrow go number one. So Whoever's picking two is probably picking. No, the Lions still have a shot at the number two draft pick. I mean, they need a win by Washington. They need a win by Miami. Those two teams play each other. One of those is bound to win. Okay. They need two wins by the New York Giants. That's the tough part. If the Giants have the number two pick, they probably take Chase Young because their defense is so bad and. You know, in theory, depending on what they do, you know, maybe they change GMs and their new GM doesn't believe in, in Daniel Jones. But in theory, they have their young quarterback. So for the Lions to get Chase Young, you have to move ahead of the Giants. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not that excited about, about the draft pick. I don't think, to me, there's not one obvious guy who's going to, they need to get this guy. They need to get a whatever running back or a whatever, you know, guy who's going to make an instant impact. I'm sure Chase Young will be a good, you know, player, but... What do you think? This guy, he doesn't want the best pass rusher since Von Miller. Um, wow. I think, uh, okay. no, look, I mean, the correct answer to my question is, is, is no, it's a win is not worth it in, in what you lose. But certainly, look, you know, from a, the human element of it, you know, everyone involved wants to, to win because, um, you know, that's what, why you play the game, right? And if you're Matt Patricia and, and players, for that matter, too, you're playing for your jobs in a lot of ways, and the only way to yeah. save them is, is to get wins. So, obviously – the the interests and needs of the people within the Lions organization are different than, uh, you know, the fans out here in, in what they want to happen. But um, just abstract the uh, no, a win is not worth it because the chance to to draft a player like Chase Young, a difference maker like Ch like Chase Young, you just don't get that you know uh, opportunity all the time. And the Lions could have that chance, and he could be the type of player. Who, no guarantees, but he could be the type of player that. Um, you know, does great things for this franchise. Uh, let me ask you: just, just does a win really matter? Does is it going to save anybody's job necessarily? I mean, because I think, I think to me, more importantly, it's is the team together? Is it fractured? Right. Are there problems? Are there you know um, dissension and all this stuff? Um, and that whether you win or lose, you know that 
that hasn't happened. Yeah. You know, and, and if you're staying competitive in games, which is what they've done, at the end of the day, does a win matter really? I just said it. Check the microphone to make sure it was on. I just had this like crazy flash in my head, like, "Whoa, did I forget to turn the microphone on?" Um, Tech Dave. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think it does because you know, look, a uh, nine-game losing streak to end the season just feels and, and smells and tastes a little different than you know, uh, winning two of your final three games or something like that. Yeah. I mean, a five-win season is different than a three-win season, and maybe you get some hope, and that's something that that people can sell. Does it matter? I mean, it doesn't matter, like in terms of of you know the the overall feel of your season, you still had a very disappointing season. You still had a step back from last year. But um, I think for people involved, maybe for the decision makers, um, I think it does. I, I think it, you know, they, they're still can, um, there still can be some positive in their eyes coming from a couple wins down the stretch here. I will say something that I don't know if the fans are aware of this as much. And I think we, maybe we take it for granted, but you know, after the game, the Forger down there in the basement where the locker room is, and they see, you know, the coaches and the. And they hide managers. out from the media. They hide from the media. Um, but they're down there and they see them. And, and I think definitely after a win, you can see that there's a lot more happiness from the ownership group, you know, from the sure. Ford family. Everybody feels really good. And there's also more extended Ford family at home games than there is at road games. So it's a nice kind of family you know, cheerful uh, atmosphere after victory. And I think that counts. I think that it's, football's an emotional game. They don't play very often. And I think that uh, that ownership follows suit that way. You know, they, they know that these things are rare, you know, um, to win anytime you win in the NFL is wow. rare, especially if you're the Lions. But, uh, but yeah, so it's, it doesn't, I mean, when you look back, I mean, I don't know if that's enough really to change Martha, Sheila, Steve Hams, you know, um, I mind if one or two wins is going to make that much of a difference at the end of the year, beating Green Bay or whatever, but it certainly feels good. And I think there's also a recency bias. If you finish, if you win your last two road games or home games, rather, that that might make you think, you know, hey, the team stayed together. We won at the end. We're kind of trending in the right direction, blah, blah, blah. We didn't have Stafford. Huh. Huh. So you just made my point because you originally disagreed with it, but now you're on my side, so I like that. Um, that's good. No, and uh, Fords, we're going to be looking for you the next couple games. So if you have a minute, stop in the the tunnel. Uh, you know my phone number. Give me a call. We'd love to talk. Love to hear from you. Um, all right. So the game this weekend. It, you said it. You know it. It could the recency bias. Just you know you just want to feel good about yourselves, right? If you're right. playing the game, if you're involved with this organization, and wins do that. Losses don't do that. So. Do they get one this week? I mean, this is a Tampa team that, again, no Mike Evans. They're not a very good running team. They do have a very good run defense. They do have a very good passing offense. I mean, they've put up a lot of a lot of yards, a lot of points. In fact, point-wise, Baltimore, San Francisco, 1-2 and two in scoring. 4-5 uh, and five in scoring. Kansas City and New Orleans. Number three in between them, Tampa. I mean, what doesn't fit there, right? Those are four really good teams and then the Bucs. So do the Lions have enough to get a win this weekend? Give me a prediction, Carlos. No, it's just, I just don't see it, you know, um, like we just mentioned all the stuff with, you know, the run game and, and Bucks have the number one run defense and all this other stuff, you know, and Jameis can create as much havoc as he can good. Uh, I just see the Bucks winning this game. They just probably just a little healthier, a little better, but they are a better team. Um, Give me a score and a penalty prediction for Sue. <laughs> uh, Bucks 24 to 14. Um He's been pretty clean. I actually looked this up. Uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say one like uh, not even roughing the passer. Like what's a 
like a ticky tack kind of horse collary, maybe face mask, blouse cells. What the face mask? That's still a fifteen yarder. I thought Carlos yeah, was going with the upset. I thought Carlos was hands going to with the, the face, upset. Like there. a Trey Flowers hands to the face that we're not quite sure. All right, all right, all right. Um, I think um, I'm with you that that Tampa wins. I, but I don't think it's going to be. I don't think the Bucks are going to put up as many points as maybe some people do. I think the Lions can do a decent enough job yeah. of. Maybe controlling the the tempo here, keeping this you know relatively low scoring. We've seen some things out of the run defense lately. No Mike Evans. I have Tampa winning twenty four twenty one. But again, you know I twenty one points by the Lions. Yeah, th- nice. this game maybe it was twenty 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 one. Whatever I picked, I don't know. It's online, um, but it's somewhere in that neighborhood. But regardless, it's um, it's a lot. Yeah, I, I just again I, I think this is a game that it really gave me pause. I almost went Lions. I. I know it, it flies in the face of, of logic, but I, I almost went Lions because I thought I think this is a game that they can win. They can. They, they can. can. Um, as for Ndamukong Sue, he had one personal foul last year when he came to town with the Rams. He's going to have one personal foul again this year. You know he's up to play his old team, right? He's the type of guy that at this stage of his career, 32 years old, I think, I think he can, uh, you know, he probably conserves some of his energy for moments that he really needs it, some of his play. And I think this will be a game that he'll be fired up to play against his old team. Some of the Sues or Boos or whatever are coming down from the uh, the Ford Field rafters. So one penalty for Sue, 20 points for the Lions, maybe 21. Let's call it 20 and a half, 24 for the Bucks. another Lions like, loss. Like personal foul penalty is what you're talking about? Or yeah. Just, okay. yeah, I'm not talking about offsides. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, I'm talking okay. about personal foul. What was it yeah. last year? I don't even remember. Uh, I, I I wrote it the Ruffing. other day. It was the there's oh I think it was a horse collar horse, horse collar, collar on Zach Zenner if I remember. Right. On Zenner, okay, yeah. okay, yeah, I don't even remember that. Okay, yeah, this year it's he's coming after you, David Blau. Um, all right, so again, uh, six straight losses, um, seven creeping towards the end of the season here, and this could be a seven. Three games left. Tampa this week uh, at Denver next week before Christmas, and then they wrap things up against the Green Bay Packers. And everyone out there, enjoy your holiday season. Uh, we'll be here to, to bring you all the Lions news for these last couple weeks and beyond. Big off season coming up for this team. For Carlos Menares, I'm Dave Burkett, Freep.com.